All right, welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast. I'm your show host, Maxim Seguin, and I'm the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, a company that is on a mission to help 10,000 people get lean, thrive, and reduce their risk of chronic illnesses by 2033 and a million by 2050. I believe that having a fit, healthy body in mind is the foundation to living an incredible life, and this is what the show will give you if you choose to listen and implement. Enjoy the episode and have a great day. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, I'm joined by one of our Fit Vegan superstars, Barry. Barry, how are you doing today? Very good. Thanks for the compliment. Yeah. How does it feel being a superstar? Well, I wasn't expecting that, but uh, <laughs> I hope it's encouragement to others who are looking at this or, or are watching this video. Beautiful. So for, for the people listening, before we kind of jump into Barry's Barry's journey, Barry, from uh, your highest point, you went from 175 to your lowest point, you went down to 165. So you're hovering around that right now, like a few pounds. So total loss, about 12 pounds of shifting the right. body composition. Yes. Um, we can see some ab outline yes. now, which I'm very excited about. Yes. The photos look great. And I think that one of the last ones was like, uh, you improve your cooking skills, which we heard from Shauna, your wife's episode a few days ago yeah yeah that was a uh, one of the things i wanted to add i i was i've been eating vegetarian and vegan off and on i changed my lifestyle about 15 years ago so it it was something that i was comfortable with but i kind of got myself on a track of preparing the same meals every day every day and so i was looking forward to uh adding to my capabilities. So there's several meals now I can cook without uh, looking at the recipe. I, I call it constructing dinner uh, when I'm yeah. looking at them because it's like, a okay, let's do this, do this. And if it's not numbered, I can't follow it. So no, it's, yeah. uh, it's added to my repertoire. And the fun part also is discovering that some of these meals are like, wow, this is really good. So yeah, it has added to it and will continue to. So I've kind of broken through that barrier, whether you want to call it a brick wall or a speed bump. I've kind of broken through that. And now I've, I've added to my capabilities and 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 in a really good way too, like a fun way. Yeah. Well, I I want to dive into that a little bit later on, but I'm I'm curious to know like what were the the reason that made you want to kind of start this transformational journey? Um at the beginning, like what were some, obviously cooking was one of them, but what were some of the outcomes that you were looking for and why did you choose that time to kind of take that on? Good question. Um, health and fitness are important to me, uh, especially as I age. Um, I turned 70 uh, a couple of years ago uh, in May and 70 was one of those weird years that oh it's no big deal i i've never been concerned about it 70 seemed to really say, okay my 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 mind went a little bit like oh god i'm 70 what's going on here on the other hand 71 was oh that's no big deal so uh, i've been working on my health and fitness because as you age you want to age well and so that's one of the momentums going forward so i had joined a gym i was going to the gym and i was i was focusing on that um i had I've been rowing. I live close to the Fraser River here and uh, just outside Fort Langley. Been rowing for 17 years and enjoy that. But I really wanted to make sure I aged well. So you're asking why now. It, it 
a combination of things. One is um, you and I were fortunate enough to cross paths previously. And so it gave me the opportunity to follow you in on LinkedIn. So the idea just popped into my head. Yeah, I kind of like this, the idea of this program. What does it offer? And so we we talked, we had a good discussion. So why now is it fit the progression of, of the lifestyle I wanted to achieve? And it was the combination, the magic of not only just having, you know, fitness program that we talked about, uh, the food we've been talking about and coaching. So it really was encouragement. And then the, the fourth one that you kind of realize later, the value of it is the community, the, the fit vegan tribe and joining in the discussions and sharing with others and hearing others, um, you know, what they're going through in their life, uh, you know, life path too. So it was a combination of all that, that really attracted the, the first three attracted me, but the fourth really added to it. Uh, so I, does that kind of answer your question, what you're looking for? Did I miss one of the questions in there somewhere? No, 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 it was perfect. Yeah. I was just curious, like what psychologically brought you to the place that, that you kind of wanted to change. So I'm I'm curious when you when you came in, what were some of the first changes that you started to notice, either in your body and your health and and your energy, and when did they kind of come about? Being that I wanted to focus on prepping food, um, in terms of my skill level and ability, it felt like uh, uh, pushing the big rock up the hill the first few weeks. You know, oh my God, what am I doing? What is this? We're out. I'm buying new food. I'm preparing it. Yeah. So the first thing I noticed was it really wasn't that tough. So kind of easing into it. As far as the, you know, physically how I was feeling, um, it's one of those subtleties that, you know, one day you wake up and you just kind of go, geez, I, I feel a little better. I'm a little more energized. So it wasn't like, you know, a, a big step change that suddenly, well, you know, yesterday I was tired today, man, it's great. But you look back and you go, geez, you know, I, I really do feel better i feel more energized so um i was noticing an increase in energy um a couple of other, other things that were going on in my life as well or, or with myself myself personally i strained my back a few years ago and that was an ongoing irritation for me yeah so one of my interests was to strengthen my core strengthen my body so that would not be in my life and, and in fact that has happened uh, um I'm noticing my mobility. Uh, I have one funny test to say, okay, how am I doing is putting my socks on, standing up. may yeah. sound funny. may sound like, oh, that's kind of weird. But if I can do that comfortably without my arms getting shorter, yeah. um, then that's a little bit of a test. And when I first started, uh, that was like, oh my God, can I, can I get my hands down there, get my toes in that sock? Now it's relatively easy. And not only that, the balance. So it's it's a combination yeah. of things. So um so so it's 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 strength and mobility, and it's very subtle. It's not like I woke up one day and, and suddenly said, Wow, oh, that was a big change. It's a it's that growth. And several people, and I think including yourself along the way, it's it's not looking that, oh man, do I have to do all this to get there? You look back and you go, Wow, look at how far I've come. So yeah. that that's all the subtleties of being involved in a program and also monitoring it from week to week. That was a big one. That was huge. Yeah. Well, a few things I want to I say. I want to say. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go so for one, it. 
want to comment a little bit also. Sorry, I think it might be a bit of a delay here. Yeah. Uh, I want to comment also that, um, again, as both Shona and I, as we are aging, uh, we're working at really maintaining our health. And a lot of it is seeing friends and relatives around us and health issues starting to show up in their lives. And it feels like that's happening more and more. We're observing it more and more. So that's an encouragement to stay ahead of that curve for us. Yeah. Um, so many things I want to cover here. Uh, I'd love to talk about sleep because we talk about measurement a little bit. But first, I want to give some context to people. As uh, you mentioned, kind of like your cooking skills before to kind of where they are now. Can you give like some of yeah. your, your go-to meals that you used to make before? Because I know a lot of people are going to resonate oh. with that. Because, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I would make a salad every day. Um, yeah. Lettuce, red cabbage, tomatoes, cucumbers, um, you know, and then I might throw a few, uh, some, some seeds uh, and... You know, sometimes I'd have it with or without dressing, trying to really be light on that. So I would literally eat that almost every day for a meal. Um, yeah. For breakfast, again, this this is not totally vegan, but I, I would probably scramble up a few eggs. I, I would stay away from the meat. For lunches, uh, again, uh, it was maybe uh, grab some almond milk and throw some protein powder in it. So it was it was along those lines. Um, I I had I did not have any tofu in my life. I did not have any other. Uh, I, I wasn't using any combinations of flavors or tastes. So it was it was very mundane. But oh, yeah. I, I'm the kind of person. I mean, I literally could eat a salad every day and not be bothered by it. It it doesn't. I don't get bored with that. Like yeah. somebody says, "How can you do that?" And uh, so I've I've I, I have that kind of in line male mentality maybe and yeah. because i i could make that salad in my sleep and and not cut the end of my fingers off um i could uh, i could make it very easy so it was ease and convenience uh, as much yeah. as it was trying to stay within the diets um yeah. i i would also do a lot of uh, chia breakfasts um you know cook up some chia or i might soak it the night before so it, but it wasn't wasn't a lot of variety, seeds, yeah, yeah. seeds, grains, and salads. Yeah, where where in, when did the rice cakes with almond butter kick in? Did you did you get that from the program, or are you doing that before? I got that from the program. Okay, so then that became a go to after. <laughs> that became a go to, yes. Yeah, so we we brought in good habits, but we brought in habits that we like overuse a little bit. But I yeah. I yes. get it, right? You you're you also have like a busy schedule. There's things going on. And when you're on the go, you just want to like, hey, rice cakes, almond butter, almonds, nuts, a lot easier to do that. I, I've kicked the almond habit. That was yeah, one thing I'm I had. I mean, if if 10 almonds are good, 200 are better. So, you know, and I'm not <laughs> kidding. I would eat a lot. Um, yeah. But, that was one of uh, your big points when you came in. Yes, I did. I did displace that habit with better food yeah good good so we'd love to talk about um sleep because so when you came in you yes. got a, a whoop tracker and we've been monitoring yes. your sleep your recovery your sleep habits right and now. all that yeah you got the charger on so yeah obviously it's like i'm like i told you in your last few check-ins like there's been tremendous progress 
in the quality of your sleep and the consistency of your sleep. Um, so kind of how did you find that journey going from the beginning, the beginning and actually getting like concrete data? So like, oh, this is how my body is responding to my lifestyle to kind of where you're at now. Yeah, I, I've grown to really value the whoop, like you said, because it's very specific feedback. So in terms of sleep, yeah, you you can look at it and and it, it for me, it reinforces having real information, real data. And and so I'd say probably the, the biggest thing was the consistency. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things you can do to prepare for good sleep. You can you can read about them, you hear about them, and it's fairly fairly similar, like a cool room, comfortable, same habits, don't look at screens, all that. So I'd say uh, I upped my game in consistency, especially the consistency. That was one area that really narrowed in and, you know, go to bed and get up at the same time. In fact, the Whoop has a feature on it that you can set a morning alarm and you, yeah. there's two ways you can set it up. So every morning, 6.50, this goes off. So I, it's a consistency, sometimes forced, but it's something I chose to do and, and, uh, that's the best thing I can say about the sleep side. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's a nice gentle alarm. It just vibrates versus oh, yeah. kind of making a ton of noise and waking you up abruptly. Oh yeah. Did you notice any difference in terms of like your, your energy, your recovery, your mental clarity on a day to day? Like maybe the answer is no, maybe the answer is yes, but I'm just curious if you notice any difference through you kind of optimizing your sleep through our time together. I probably the biggest thing is, is, feeling a little more refreshed in the morning. Like I can remember days, you know, you know, when you're younger, you, you bounce out of bed, when you get older, it's not quite bouncing out of bed. It's, it's rolling out of bed. So it's, it's that feeling of, okay, I'm ready to get up in the morning and, and get going. So that's kind of where the, the sleep came in most noticeably through the day. Um, again, it's those things we, we, you know you feel better, but it's not like a light switch where it's dark light. Yeah. It's it's that subtle increase. Um, for the last few months, I've taken up tennis, which you know we discussed a little bit. And and uh, when I started that, it was pretty. It really gave me a good workout. And and now I'm I've shifted into it quite nicely in terms of my physical capability. So yeah. Uh, I would say that if I hadn't been on this program and started up my ability to engage tennis and play for an hour to an hour and a half, probably would have taken longer to to engage. Yeah, because we definitely, I remember when you started playing tennis, your strain score was really high yes. and then your recovery was, was starting to get slower. Yes. And then eventually your body got adjusted to the stressor and then your strain yeah. came back down and you start waking up in the green, like so 69% plus recovered yeah. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So what were some of, first of all, have you ever done any like fat loss transformation programs before? I would say it wasn't based on fat loss. It was based on lifestyle change. Okay. Um, about, oh, hey, you went to the center with uh, Shona, I think, right? No, I went myself first. Okay. She'd been down there on her own. I've been down there on my own, but this was, uh, yes, uh, it, it was a place specifically designed to reverse diabetes. Okay. And that's that was really focused on a diet and lifestyle change, and that was very significant. So, um, 
when I was there, it was a three-week program and it was a total change of diet, lots of juicing. So it really was focusing on on cleaning the body, cleansing the body, changing the, the food. And I was solid vegan for uh, eight months after that when I came yeah. back. But I went from, if I recall, it was just over 180 down to 155. And yeah, in three weeks, and I did not, it didn't feel like I, the weight loss. Like I, they don't, they don't have you watch your weight through the whole thing, but you start and then you weigh at the end. And I was shocked when I, I was 155. Yeah. And yes, I had the abs show up then. They were in there. They're still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. showing up. So, so that, yeah. that was my other time that I've been invo involved in, in a um, very specific program. Yeah. It, yeah. When you juice, like the, the weight just melts off ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but ultimately, at one point, you gotta eat food. <laughs> you, gotta eat, yes. you gotta eat solid food. Yes. So I'm curious, like, what were some of the, the I see the 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 lessons or some of the things that you notice throughout our time together and throughout your journey that were helpful for you to continue to make progression. Um. Well, the the, the check in each week. I think. Um the list, setting up the priorities and following those, that that was extremely helpful. And the other one was within the meal diets, uh, you know, the meal plans, I should say, um, having the information there, the, the amount of um, calories and amount of protein. And so I, I, I would say the, the help being able to focus on that was uh, very significant. Yeah. And so I know like one thing I was like to bring up when I do these, these, uh, these podcasts with members is a lot of people listening want to transform, but they yeah. want to wait for everything to be perfect. And then for them to do this process perfectly. Right. And so I always like to explain to them, I was like, the journey is never perfect. It's never like all check-ins are never a hundred percent for everything. And so mm -hmm. like, I obviously I know the answer, but for you, was it a hundred percent the whole time? And if not, were you still able to see results? Oh yeah, no, I think that's a good point to bring up. And I think that is important for those listening. I think the the way the program works and progresses with the coaching and and um, you know, we were coaching together and Shona was coaching with Sarah. And I think both of us appreciated that it it's it's not rigid and you have to and everything has to be ticked off. So no, it was not perfect uh, for me uh, every week. Um, but in saying that, when you kind of, you know, you shift away a little bit and then you come back, when you come back, you do notice that things kind of fall into place. They did for me. Yeah. Um, and, and the big thing was around, I was doing okay on the exercise side. Yeah. Um, it was the variation in food and following the meal plan. Uh, if I drifted off and again, it, it wasn't eating bad. It was eating good food, but, but maybe a little bit too much of it. Rice cakes we'll and back. almond butter. Rice <laughs> cakes and almond butter. Yes. And, uh, but when I, when I said, okay, let, let's just follow this and click back into place. It, it, it felt like somebody put like a, you know, a key in a lock and it just unclicked and it just went, oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Now I, now I see the results of doing that because there was at one point when my weight went up and yeah. I went, oh, okay, what's going on here? Well, what's going on is you're not following the meal plan. Okay. Follow the meal plan. Okay. Now we're back on track. 
So, yeah. so being able to see that was, uh, yeah, that that's interesting and how, valuable. Yeah. How, what was that little, like that little mental component that was like, I need to get back on track with what I'm doing. Like, what was it that kind of lit up? Was it like you mentioned, was it the number on the scale? Was it that, you know, you should be doing it, but you're not doing it. And eventually after a few days, it just like built up to like, okay, now I'm just going to stick to it. Like, what was that little pivotal moment that allowed you to get back on track every time? Good question. And and it, it's kind of a two-part answer. One is seeing that I, you know, started out on track, you can see the advancements and what I want to achieve, yeah. you know, you, you, then it changes and it's like, oh, what the heck's going on? But knowing that I was on track before and I can't achieve it. So it's, it's mildly discouraging, but it's also encouraging to go, okay, all I have to do now is if I want to get back on track, which I did. So the encouragement was the fact that I've already done it. I can do it. Things went sideways. That's okay. It's, it's feedback. You know, it's something you learn. So yeah. it, what, what really made it happen is the fact that, oh, I know I can do this. And I know I, I know I can do this without, it wasn't uncomfortable. Like it wasn't like, oh my God, this is hard. I have to get back on track. It was just saying, oh, I just have to follow the program. Open the book, prepare the meals, do the exercise. So um, the message I'm trying to get across was, yes, I saw it slip. It was a, it was a mild disappointment, but it was, it was that really key saying, oh, I have been on track and I can do it again. Yeah. In terms of nutrition, mm -hmm. how how was it you getting adjusted to kind of cooking different meals? And I'm curious as to what little system you've built for yourself in the kitchen to kind of do your meal prep now. Uh, yeah, that that definitely is a really good question. <laughs> um, what I noticed was just again adding to the variety of food. So you know the yeah. the, the tastes, the consist, you know the 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 everything that went along with eating a good meal. So. And because uh, I've been eating a lot of, you know, vegan and vegan, I've been in that world, it wasn't like it was a massive shift. So it was something that I wanted to accomplish. So it was a pull for me rather than a push. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so in terms of meal prep, for me, what I do is I, I look at the menu and I say, okay, everything that I need, I'm going to pull off the cupboard shelf, bring out of the fridge, and I almost line it up. So... I don't have to go running back and forth. What do I need now? Everything's lined up there. So, you know, I've got the, you know, the, 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 the tofu out there. I've got the sauces, I've got the spices and everything. They're right in front of me. So then I just follow the menu. It says, okay, I need, need some of this. I went, we, you know, I, uh, I added to our collection of measurement spoons and cups and everything. So I'm not trying to do a dry powder with a wet, you know, and then yeah. do wet and dry in the same thing. So I added all that. So and it, again, that wasn't a big cost. That was just small stuff. So I just really, I, I line everything up and prepare it. So it's, then it's just a function of, okay, now I'm at the counter. We have a nice big kitchen counter that we can prepare stuff. So now I just go through the process. Okay. A tablespoon of this, this, you know, and I've got the bowls out there. And, and I have to say too, that I, when I do prepare the meals, there's a, it's almost meditative. There's a, it, it, you know, some of it is a little bit head scratching because I haven't done it before. But when you figure it out that it's a really good sense of accomplishment, and and like I said, meditative, 
And I prepared many meals for myself and Shona, which, you know, she appreciates. She's she's cooked for me for 20 years. Okay, I can turn around and prepare some meals for her. And she's yeah. really appreciative of that. So, you know, there's a whole thing wrapped up in uh, preparing food. Sometimes it feels like a big effort. Oh, I'm tired. It's the end of the day. But then I stand there and I start preparing it. And it's just like it flows nicely. So it's been an enjoyable experience. It hasn't been la la land. It hasn't been all, you know, like everything wonderful. Sometimes it's been a bit stressful and some meals I really like and some were, meh, not going to do that one again. But yeah. generally speaking, it's a nice sense of accomplishment. Yeah. The reason I wanted to ask is I figured that you found a way to systematize it. Yes. Yeah. I've only, um, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, we, we have maybe like 30 to 40% men in the program and the rest typically are, are women. And a lot of the men that we work with are very like data driven, love to build systems and optimize things. So it's, I always get a different answer depending on right. who I'm interviewing, who I'm interviewing yeah. for the podcast. Um, one thing I was going to ask was, uh, it wasn't for, for the meal prep. How was it to do this with Shona? And you didn't listen to her podcast yet. So you don't know what her answer I, is. I, I haven't listened to her <laughs> podcast. No, I haven't listened to her podcast. Yeah. Um, so obviously it's, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a plus to have your significant other in your life on, on a same or parallel program. It's encouraging. So doing it together, you know, I, I just can't express enough. Um, we run into situations, you know, in, again tied into the tree and my change of life that people go there they want to change their lifestyle but their their significant yeah. other is just like i'm not doing that and I'm not changing my i nutrition. imagine i imagine yeah nutrition i imagine that's a just adds that layer of challenge so it's been very rewarding uh to be able to do it together what were some of the things that you you guys were able to kind of help support each other on because we do have a lot of couples that kind of do the mm -hmm. transformation together mm-hmm um, I, I think probably most significant is the exercise and fitness. Um, I used to go after the gym. We didn't really do a lot together fitness wise. Maybe we go out for walks together. When we travel, yeah. we do a lot of walking together. But um, Shona has leaned into this massively. Like, my God, I, I'm impressed with what she's achieved. So now we actually, it, it's, we kind of exercise sort of together. Like I'm, I'm doing my program. She's doing hers. And if she hasn't mentioned it, um, in our house, we have a long hallway upstairs. So she's got her fitness area down at one end. I've got mine on the other end. And yeah. she walks. She walks. And then the little bell goes off. Okay, she's going to do her next routine. And then she's walking back and forth. So while she's doing that, I'm in. I'm here exercising as well. So that that combination. And it, it felt, it was kind of weird. It felt a little bit awkward at first, like, Oh, I'm going through all this and I'm grunting and groaning and lifting the weights or I'm doing that. And she's walking around, but now it's kind of cool. Like we talk when we go by and, and I said, Oh yeah, remember how you do this and here's the right form of how you do. And, you know, and then she, she says, Oh yeah, I really had, you know, I've been challenged by the, uh, the planks, my God. And then now she's saying, Hey, you know, I could do the planks again. So it's kind of opened up the communication all around the fitness side. Yeah. Um, that's beautiful. Food goes without saying. I mean, that's an easy one. Uh, you know, she prepares some stuff or I prepare some stuff. But I probably for our common meals within this program, it's probably about 60, 40, 70, 30 that I'll, I'll do more prep. I'm sure she's happy about that. She is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I kind of like it. It's one of those things that I can contribute to our household with. 
Yeah. No, it's honestly, it's been, it, it was really awesome to see both of you guys do it together. And I feel like there's like a much higher rate of success when yes. partners do it together because you can kind of support when one doesn't want to, the other one can kind of step in and, and provide some yeah. value there. Yes. What are, what are some of the tools or strategies or things that you've learned that, you know, you're going to move forward with? I know ev not everyone keeps everything that we teach or not all the aspects, but I'm curious to know, like, what are the things that you will are consciously choosing to bring now that you're basically, this is your last week in the program that you're choosing right. to bring out of the program? Well, the, the two, two most significant, uh, maybe I, I'll add a third in there, but the two most significant are the menu plans, being able to look at those and have the confidence to so so staying on a good um good nutritional diet with and, and understanding the right balance so that's carrying going forward and definitely the fitness the and especially with shona now involved in it and her shifting from uh to i'm loving it so those two definitely uh we will carry those forward and we we've talked about this like oh the program's ending what are we doing we're saying no we're committed and we will check in with each other and we will do this. And, 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 and so that's locked, you know, uh, the, the third, I would say is probably the whoop, you know, continuing with that. And, and actually for me, as you say, data-driven looking at numbers, it's one of those little secret things of having, you know, aside from a, uh, you know, somebody saying, Oh, I feel better. I look stronger. I look, you know, whatever the favorable comment is, it's it's real yeah. numbers. And something for me that I can look at and go, ah, okay, I can pay attention to that. Uh, so so those are those are I, I just thought of something, but I'll, I'll mention that later. But you know, those are those are the the three areas definitely we're carrying forward. And I think the program was long enough, like you know, we we were in the program that, you know, if it was a three-week, one month, two month program. Yeah, I don't think it would have locked in the the length of the program helps lock in what we what we want to achieve. Yeah, definitely. Well, feel feel free to share your thought. I'm curious to hear what you were thinking about. Uh, well, it goes back to the whoop and you know the the strain and recovery. And I think early in the program, like uh, my 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 drinking alcohol has shifted over the years. Certainly, um, I contributed to, uh, a lot to the uh, industry in my early days, as many of us do. But um, we've really cut down our drinking. Just it's a lifestyle change. And, you know, I might yeah. enjoy the occasional beer. Well, I meet with my rowing buddies on Wednesday night. We, we you know, go to a local restaurant and sit and chat and get caught up. And one night, just one of those nights where, you know, instead of having one and nursing it, I think I had, you know, three beers. I remember and, that night. I remember your dad. Yeah. <laughs> and the next morning it was like, ah, oh, I don't feel great. And the recovery was just like, nah, ain't happening. It, yeah. And the red, you're at the bottom and you've never been know. there before. I know. And so that was just like, that was immediate feedback that says, wow. Okay. Yeah. So because, that was just one of those funny, cause I remember us discussing that and I said, oh man, I had three beers last night. And it's just like, look, look what the whoops telling me. Uh, yeah. It's great to have a tool that gives you that direct feedback because if yeah. not, it's the traditional, I feel like shit, I don't have as much energy. I'm going to kind of take it easy, but there's not as much impact. And to see like, hey, your HRV is at the bottom. Your resting heart rate yeah. went up. Like your body is, cannot handle, basically it shouldn't handle any stressor today. But realistically, yeah. you're still going to have to go through a full day. And so, yeah, yeah. I, I love that tool for direct feedback. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it, it makes you cut down on bad habits a lot of the time. Like if you eat processed food or sugar before you go to bed, mm-hmm. you'll see it in your score the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was my just minor story. I thought it had a little, little bit of humor to it or, or, or positive feedback. Yeah. Well, actually talking about like when you, you mentioned alcohol, you made me think about social events. So I'm yes. curious, like how you, because alcohol is such a big part of gathering with friends for the most part for a lot of people yeah. eating out so how did you navigate eating out and alcohol because then you showed up when you and Shona went on like i think like two or three cruise trips the whole time yes. you were in the program yeah yeah so how, how did how did you navigate it before and how do you navigate it now we've changed our drinking habits for a few years now so it's not strictly tied into the program so we're pretty used to just not drinking alcohol or not so I, I I wouldn't attribute specifically to the program. It's more of a social thing. So you just you just kind of shift your habits and and set up your boundaries. Um, well, how do you guys navigate that? The reason I wanted to ask this question is because a lot of people struggle with alcohol or eating out. So uh, I'm just curious to know, like, how did you navigate that change in setting those boundaries? Because it's it's uncomfortable for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I that's a that's a big. I don't know if the right word is psychological or social question, because there is a lot of pressure out there in this world. So, oh, come on, just have one drink. Come on, everybody, know. you know, that type of thing. So yeah, uh, you almost have to set up in your mind ahead of time that uh, you're comfortable not drinking and you replace it with, you know, I mean, you can even pull the, um, you know, have a wine glass with a soda in it or, you know, a non-bubbly or with, with water in it. And people kind of have that mental, oh, they're having a glass of white wine or something. I mean, that's that's a kind of a different thing. But no, you 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 just set your boundaries and you're you're fairly firm, not obnoxious, but you're fairly firm. Just say no, I'm not drinking. Um, and people, if if you're firm with it, people accept that. So that's on the drinking side. Um, on the food side, yeah, we've gone on cruises, and you know, people often associate cruises with food there's just loads of food in there and we, we we've seen both sides of that story but we always go to the buffet the buffet gives us our choices of what we want to eat so we could sit down and you know they prepare nice meals and the food's incredible but we literally go through and we make choices and some of the subtleties and i've learned a lot of this from shona is don't grab the big plate grab the small plate or if you're really feeling hungry, load up on salad to start with and then go back for something you might want, you know, some cooked vegetables. So it, it it's really about being conscious. And, and I'm less so that way. And it's really, again, talking about Shona and I working together, she's been a strong influence for me to think differently about how I approach a lot of areas of my life and food being one of them. So um, you know, when you sit down with a plate of food and she's there and she's made some good choices and I get the sideways look, um, yeah. okay, maybe I didn't make a Kick good choice. Table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I can even feel it coming off her, you know, it's just like, yeah. oh, she's not even looking at me, but I can feel it. So again, just, just to circle around, it's about mentally preparing yourself ahead of time and saying, no, here's my boundaries and just just not doing it. And you find when you've done if if you feel uncomfortable about it, if you do it a few times, then it becomes comfortable and you know where your yeah. boundaries are. I'll say one more thing too. And this started with a friend of mine uh, about eight years ago. 
there was no alcohol Januarys, which I started. And my longest I've gone was out to the middle of August. And I'm setting up uh, an, an intent. I, I don't call them goals or what's the other thing people use when the New Year comes uh, New Year's up. resolution. Resolutions. I call them intentions. Uh, next year, I'm not going to drink at all. And what's interesting is the cruise we're going on has given us a $500 alcohol credit. Yeah. That's, so we could I could buy $500 worth of drinks and it wouldn't cost me anything. I'm just not going to do that. So. Yeah. Actually, you know, talk about money and cruises. Um, yeah. As you were saying that, a lot of people would say, well, I paid for this all-inclusive trip to Mexico for this all-inclusive yes. cruise. I got to get the most out of my money while I'm there. So I'm just going to eat yeah. and order whatever I want. How do yeah. you navigate that? Another really good question. Again, it's about us or what we've prepared ahead of time. But um, I, I don't know if this is the right way to approach it. But we see a lot of different lifestyles on on cruises, and I bet. there's a lot of people walking away from the buffet with a lot of food. And a lot of times, the food is just gray and bland, you know. Yeah. And so it's a visual check-in for us that says, uh, we don't want to go down that path. So it's, again, it's about, it's about having that lifestyle choices even before you get on the cruise ship. And we're, yeah. I, I don't want to paint us like we are just so strict. We don't do, you know, like we're not really crazy and odd. We just happen to like this kind of food and it's not yeah. hard for us to do it. And every once in a while, Oh, look, they've got something that's really tasty there. We'll throw that on there. So it's not like we're yeah. strict, but fundamentally uh, we've already decided before we get on the cruise. I will also add that, you know, we've cruised through our lives separately and together. We've been there. We've done all the big, big foods and, you know, the alcohol and enjoying everything. So we don't find it as challenging, uh, you know, in terms of the mindset of, yeah, I pay for this. I'm going to eat as much as I can. Sure. Yeah. You can do that, but the outcomes may not follow what you want to achieve for yourself. Yeah. So it's basically the, the been there, done that. There's not as much excitement to kind of go and eat these foods. So I'm curious because you, obviously you've done a lot of cruises. So when you yeah. did have your moments where you did enjoy the alcohol and kind of like, hey, let me yeah. get the most out of my money versus yeah. now, I at, at least I, from a logical standpoint, you must have so much more energy and enjoy the cruise so much more now because you're not eating terrible food that makes you feel lethargic and tired compared to before. Did you kind of notice that difference or oh. making an assumption here? <laughs> well, when you're, you know, when you're younger and you're enjoying the party and the mood and everything too, that has a certain energy to it. But, you know, if you drink too much, you get hung over. I don't like that. That feels crap. And yeah, I would say, I, I think getting back to your comment about having more energy and enjoying the cruise. Absolutely. I mean, one of the other things I do that Shona and Shona's doing it now is I never use elevators on cruise ships and they're like, big freaking hotels you know there's there's 11 floors to walk up and down yeah we never use the elevators we always use the stairs and there's walking tracks in a lot of them so yeah we now have the energy to do that and the enjoyment to do that um yeah. and the energy yeah i i totally agree with you it's again if if i look i'd have to go back a lot of years to kind of look at the impact i mean if i sh i went up to i was up at 215 pounds once and i i look at a picture of myself and i go Who's that guy? You know, yeah. round in the face and yeah, chubby cheeks. Yeah. yeah. 
probably wouldn't fit in this t-shirt right now either. So, so yeah, def definitely. I'd say overall, I, I have much more enjoyment in life right now, feeling how I do physically and mentally than many years, but there's a lot of different reasons for that. Yeah. Well, beautiful. So I, I, I love to ask you one last question. I always love to yes. end on like some words of wisdom. So there, there are people that are listening to the podcast episode that are yeah. current members, past members, potentially yeah. new people that are going to be coming in. I'm curious, yeah. what is a piece of advice that you can give them from someone that has been through, obviously the transformational journey lasts until we pass away, but like that has been through kind of right. a, a more intense period of transformational journey was a piece of advice that you can give right. them. Yeah, no, that's a really good question. And I think there's a couple of points I want to make is time goes by anyway. So mm -hmm. uh, if, if you get involved, even, even a little bit, you chart, you start to change your lifestyle a little bit, time will go by and you're going to go down a path. It's, it's, it's like, do you want to continually improve? And it doesn't take much, just little changes. And we've talked about this before. And I, I like to use the analogy that if you use a, do a slight change, like here's your life and then you make a slight change. It's a small vector change, but over lifetime, that change adds up and adds up and adds up. So yeah. I think it's and important just, to, to look. Let me just chime in just for the people that are just doing audio. It's basically if you have a plane flying somewhere and you change it by one degree, you'll end up in a completely different place just for the people who are listening on audio. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect analogy. Perfect analogy. I like that one. Um, so, so that's one thing to think about. And the other is we all think we're invincible. You know, if you're, if you're a bit younger uh, and you think, no, I feel good. I, I'd like to feel a little bit better. I want to strengthen myself, whatever the reason is, or maybe you've got some specific things you want to change in your life. Do it earlier than later, because I've always had this rule in my life that what I do now will physically and mentally affect me in five years. That's a yeah. moving thing. And then you can bump that out to 10 years. So don't wait until you have a serious event. Don't wait until you can't reverse something. Make a lifestyle change for yourself. And it's not that difficult. We always manage to eat every day. Just eat a little bit better. So that's my words of wisdom. And the third thing is, I think you're worth it. Look at yourself and go, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Well, are you worth it? Yes, you are. So I, I would look at that. And even if something costs a bit of money and to be involved in it, you're paying, you're not, you're not, you're paying for value. That's what's important. Mm -hmm. So, and just tell yourself I'm worth it. Yeah. Be beautiful words of wisdom. And I, yeah, you are paying for value. And I know that you're obviously a businessman as well. And I know you understand that when you invest yes. into something, it's not, you yeah. don't necessarily pay for the workout. You don't necessarily pay for nutrition, but it's, you're yeah. paying for the outcome at the end. Yes. Right? yes. Yeah. So, uh, Barry, man, I want to say big thank you for, for jumping on the podcast and sharing your story. It was an absolute pleasure working with you. I'm really happy that we got reconnected after I think like three ish years. So yeah. Yeah. After, after three ish yeah. years, and uh, I know we'll definitely stay in touch. I'll definitely be texting you with some some questions. Absolutely. And and if I may, I'll just add one more comment. You, you know, yeah, is that I I have a theory of life, or or that we our paths cross 
previously mm -hmm. so that we could connect now. Yeah. You know, that's what I truly believe. Absolutely. Yeah. I was really happy to see, to see your message. Um, yeah. Yeah. So again, Barry, I'll, I'll let you when the podcast episode goes live and for everyone listening, uh, if you want a little bit more information, there's a link down below where you can book your introductory call. Kind of like I had with Barry when he first came into the program to see if we'd be a good fit to help, fit to help you transform massive. Thank you for everyone listening and Barry, thank you for jumping on. Hey, you're very welcome. Thank you, Maxine. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to rate the podcast as it helps us grow and spread our message. And if you know this will help and resonate with someone, be sure to send it their way so that they can have the opportunity to level up their life as well.